Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my ever faithful, ever, ever valiant, ever mighty companion and co-host, John. Welcome. Hello. 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 How are you today? I'm doing good. That's good. That's good. It's been raining over the weekend. It's gotten warm. All that rain, that water's coming in. Yeah, it's crap weekend, but sunny today so you gotta watch out for that water though especially if you're in the desecrated temple of locha is it locha 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 yeah so here's the deal the desecrated temple of locha it's zine thursday and we're talking about the desecrated temple of locha so here's the deal locha locha i think locha is a uh is when I first looked through this, I, my mind went to this is kind of a Dagon type situation or something. But I like Locha as not necessarily being Dagon. It's got like fish people type things like the deep ones and all that kind of stuff. Very Lovecraftian feeling. But I feel like if I had Locha in my campaign, I could I could do a little more uh, have a little more liberties with how the evil sea god is. Yeah, this uh, yeah, Locha is a, I guess we should say is a old god. The um, old ones, the deep ones, the old yeah, ones. maybe forgotten god. Um, and this is a temple that becomes exposed uh, when a lake bed dries up. So, so it's in a kind of a de- the way I see it, it's kind of in a deserty, dried, broken land now, and. Uh, this dry lake bed houses this this temple. temple. So it's it's a little zine I got off Exalted Funeral, and uh, I think they're still available there because I just got this mm-hmm. when I ordered it. And it's not very big, but it's a good little adventure. It's laid out. You can all. It's almost a one page dungeon because the center has these great isometric maps with the different numbers of the on the on the map labeled. It threw me for a loop for a minute because it's not the numbers aren't numerically listed. They're listed by the portion of the map it is. And I realized what they did organization wise. Um, I did appreciate it a bit, but at first I was like, why does it start with eight and then go to one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of goes around the room. Uh, yeah, this is by Andrew Duvall, Andy Duvall. And um, he did the art and layout and everything in this and writing. And I think it takes that uh, OSC usefulness in, in it really writing it. and even even goes, I mean, takes it down to as bare minimum as you can get. But there's so much packed in here if you read it, so much to unfold and story and actually just seeds for ad- and ideas that you can, um, you can flesh out yourself. But yeah, it's funny you mentioned the one-page dungeon because this was originally... It was yeah. originally in the in knock the knock two. Oh, yeah, his handwritten. Oh, there it is. And this is just I didn't I didn't put two and two together. So the handwritten one that's in the back is actually in knock. Yeah, and he took it out and put that in here too. But yeah, he had submitted that to not. It's in knock issue two, is where it started out. So yeah, it's really cool. The handwritten one is is good. You could probably run it off that if you got my if I got my reader glasses on and take a look at that. 
but it's spread out across two pages. It kind of separates this isometric dungeon. Now, there's other pages as well. When it opens up and starts, the first thing you're going to get is you've got an ancient aquatic tomes table. And it's got, you use a D10, and it's got the adjective, the subject, and the format. Hey, you got a D10 handy? Uh, 10 seconds. Ten, <laughs> yes, oh, I no, I, I didn't bring my dice to the desk. This is my first time I wanted to roll up, and I realized they're right I behind me. I got a D10. I got a D10. I can see them from here. All right, let's have you do some rolling. A D10. Let's name an ancient aquatic tome. Okay. Six. Hadal. Ten. Oh man, you're gonna, you're doing these pronouns. Yeah. Hypnocants. Yeah. Adol hypnocants. And five. Lieber. Hidal hypnocants Lieber. Lieber means book. I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a bunch of different ones in there. You can come up with some pretty cool names for your ancient aquatic tomes. The next thing I like is the hallucinogenic spores. I'm always a big fan for a psychedelic mushroom. <laughs> and so we have a, a d6 table there we, we want to see what kind of what kind of hallucinogenic spores we stumbled onto today yeah so it says one in eight chance to inhale spores when reading one of these tomes that you find last two d6 rounds okay five basket oh bejeweled self-dribbling basketballs one d4 automation hirelings hit points one ac eight 1d4 uh damage so i like six you get ego death there is the collective unconsciousness <laughs> the doors of perception and a few more that are pretty interesting you could roll on for things that could happen that ego death is uh, is quite a thing mm-hmm. now the, let's talk about the wandering monster table because it's, it's used with this tension dice mechanic which i don't normally see places it's kind of cool yeah, it's it's cool. It's a like you said, it's a short dungeon, but he adds this uh, mechanic, like a whole new mechanic to the uh, to the wandering monster table that I think is really cool. I want to try it out sometime. So all it does is like like when you have the your turns or or your uh, your exploration turn every ten minutes, you get a d six added to this tension pool of dice. If you do something like make a loud noise or try to bust into something all these different things you keep on adding a six-sided die to that pool now i guess the dm could roll them anytime he wants but once you hit six dice in that pool you roll them and then however many ones or ill omens ones or ill omens pop up that's the numbers you add together to see where you what happens for the monstering wandering monster table so like you got six d6 you can roll and see how many ones we get I do have 66. Let's see how many, how many, what happens from the wandering monster table. So we've gone through four turns and we tried to bust open the door and made a loud noise doing it. So that puts six dice there. We roll six D six now. Oh, I got three ones. That means we get an insect swarm because that would be three. If we would have gotten one, we would have had two D four giant centipedes. And there's all kinds of other things that could come up out of that. So every single room in this thing, it's interesting. They have something fun or unique to play around with. There's plenty of treasure of magic items. There's a lot of healing potions laid around, but looking forward in this thing at what's happening and what's going on, those healing potions just might not make it out of this dungeon. <laughs> well, maybe in your belly. 
<laughs> if I survive. If you flip back to the item descriptions, lots of interesting magic items. Everything seems to be related to the water. So you don't want anything to get wet. You, you just don't want stuff to get wet. Water makes things come alive. Some of these fish creatures, like I said, very reminiscent of like the old ones or the deep ones type thing situation here. I think it would be fun to explore Locha and build up Locha as a, a new water god, very very Dagon like or something like that. If I do ever use this module, which it might actually get used because it's perfect for like a one night game. The way it's laid out, everything's easy to find. You can just go through it if you've forgotten, you know, haven't boned up on it recently. You can just read the little blurb. It's right there, bullet points, very much in the OSE style. Uh, and lots of flavor in those bullet points, like the, the blue hole antechamber. It's got all kinds of descriptive stuff going on in there. And just as little bullet points, there's lots of stuff for you to work off of and expand on. I think it's written well. It's a good adventure. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, the one big thing that we didn't mention is this temple was formerly underwater, obviously, in this lake bed. And now it's dried out. So there's just all these signs that it used to it used to be a water to you know water, water and, and fish everywhere and yeah just dried out uh desiccated <laughs> um things everywhere that that you can tell and i could just i can smell it almost when i think about it like <laughs> a dry lake bed that just that and it reek. gives a, it gives a lot of good descriptions for sense too like yeah. i know the blue hole and chamber gives you the where was that one uh smells Tip. like briny tropical sea Mm-hmm. Yeah. If so. you ever smelled that, it hits it hits you right there when you hear it. They also got little uh cardboard or cut out the back cover is little cutout minis of all the little fish monsters, the bell of locha, the priest of locha, the high priest of locha, the guardian statue of locha, all these things. Pretty neat. And uh I'm not sure yeah. if they could I think when I talk, I think it shows me so they might not be able to see that. Yeah, oh, oh, there you go. And the isometric maps. I don't want to. I don't want to cut it out. But I want. I wish I had a second one so I could. So I could cut it out. Because I went ahead. Because I would. I, I. I would have fun putting those little little paper fillers on the table. Give me a well, second. Okay. It comes with a PDF, so you can always print it out on cardstock and. Oh yeah, I do got a PDF of it too, don't I? I can. Yeah. I can print it. I out. believe you it just did, cut yeah. them out. And I don't have to cut my zine up that way and destroy it. I'm afraid of hurting my zine. <laughs> and the way it's folded is, is notable because normally we get zines is like an eight and a half by 11 folded over. Well, this kind of goes the opposite way. So it's almost like an 11 by 17 cut in half, then mm -hmm. folded over, cut in half long way so that it's exactly the zine size. It fits with your other zines, only it opens long ways instead of short ways to give you kind of a wider little short uh short thing and it it's a good design because it fits that whole dungeon one page dungeon section in the middle where everything's just kind of laid out right in front of you so you're not flipping around looking for stuff you have everything accessible there the whole time might want to turn over when it times time to look for some information on item descriptions or occupants but honestly if you've read it it's already got the 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 stats for the monsters and everything in those areas. So unless you're rolling on the random monster table and having to look something up in your monster manual or whatnot, you're not going to need to flip a page to run the adventure. That's nice design for an adventure. And like I said, 
it's perfect for a one shot. This would be an ideal one shot. This is four to five hours. I could definitely see running this dungeon in one night. Yeah. And not yeah. having to do a say, yeah, it's like, okay, we're just gonna do this dungeon tonight. Next week, we'll do something totally different. But tonight, we're doing this one, and you can bust it out in a night. Ideal for that kind of situation, I feel. Yeah, you could almost throw it into if you're doing a hex crawl, you could throw it into a if you had the right environment into a random encounter yeah. uh, table and something that they stumble upon. Yeah. Yeah, and it's easy enough that if you've read it and you get familiar with it, you could when they it can pop up and like, oh, okay, let me go grab it you know, and, and run it on the fly almost. If you have some familiarity with it, I think you could do that with that, that dungeon pretty easy. Now uh, I, I would often, a lot of our campaigns have, have uh Lovecrafty and influence. And I know Dagon's big in a lot of your campaigns. It would be super easy to just swap out Loka for Dagon mm-hmm. and make it, and just fit it into your world with, with the whole Dagon thing. If you've got that going on in your world and just add and build from there, it would fit perfectly. Sure. Would, yeah. Well, I think that's about all we've got for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review where, wherever you're listening. And those of you that have, thank you so much. That helps us so much. You can find us on Facebook, search wobblies and wizards. We've got a little page there. We're pretty active. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Crom. We could really use the support over on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards, and keep those dice rolling. Bye-bye. <laughs>